Welcome to another episode of The Word of God by M. Today, we are going to talk about marriage. Much has been said about this. Thousands of books have been written on the subject, and even so, it continues to be the one of the aspects of life human beings fail at most often. Personally, I know that failure. I have made so many mistakes with my current wife that today I can only thank God and her for their patience and forgiveness. Some time ago, I decided to approach the subject of marriage in light of the Bible from a slightly more structural perspective and in light of the following verse. Psalm 127 verse 1 Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. When we first get married, we carry with us a load that we are usually not even aware of. And today, I want to speak briefly about it. I am referring to our childhood. Regardless of how wonderful or awful that period of our was, I am sure most of us can agree that many of our personality traits were formed at that early stage of our lives. As children, we learn many things at the emotional level, such as how to react to problems, how to handle our frustrations, and how to channel our feelings. Therefore, one of the most important things that we learn as children is how to receive and express love. Many will say that in their childhood, they did not know love, And that is a sad reality that we cannot hide. But when we manage to identify these situations, we're going to be able to begin to know each other and especially to understand the reason for many of our reactions. It is not uncommon that during our dating period and even many times during the actual marriage, we realize that we never knew any substantial about our partner's childhood and hence lack the understanding of many of the actions and reactions from our partner that are sometimes disconcerting to us. That is why I want to advise you that with great tact and kindness, you inform yourself about how your partner's childhood was, so that you have greater elements when praying and thus have the possibility to also understand the person you choose as a life partner. The Bible tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verses 9-12, Two are better than one 
because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Marriage is the union of two lives to form a perfect institution in the eyes of God. However, this institution will only withstand the onslaught of life if it is founded on the rock. And we must remember that the rock is Jesus Christ. Generally, we arrive at marriage full of expectations. We expect for the other person to behave and do everything that we have imagined and preconceived for years as the way in which the relationship should be carried out. Many of these expectations are influenced today by a society full of social pressure. A disconnect fuel by cell phone addiction and social media. Slowly but surely, the ability to communicate and have meaningful conversations with our partners is disappearing. One has only to glance at neighboring tables while sitting at a restaurant to realize that it is now the norm to see every single member of a family consumed by technology instead of conversing and sharing a meal with each other. We must determine to prepare ourselves for marriage. The bride and groom usually dedicate hundreds of hours to the wedding preparations, how the cake is going to be, how the food is going to taste, the dress, I don't know, the honeymoon perhaps, but they do not dedicate time to inform themselves about marriage. Not even an hour. Going and having a meeting with the pastor, it might become a waste of time. But making sure that the cake is perfect is what is most important. In order to live well in marriage, you must have an intimate and deep relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Marriage does not make anyone happy. Only Jesus can fill the depths of your human needs. Marriage requires that we always stay close to Christ. Forgiveness must be the basis of our marital relationship. Further on, I'm going to talk about divorce, but I just want to say that divorce is man's alternative to failure. The consequences of divorce are forever. It destroys 
not only the couple, but it also destroys children and it leaves deep marks on the whole family. No matter how much you are told otherwise, divorce was never meant to be the norm. Saying that divorce is normal is like saying that it's normal to detach your arm and then put it put another in its place. God never planned for it to be normalized. The Bible says, Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. We must talk about love. Jeremiah 31 verse 3 says, The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. 1 John chapter 4, verse 10 This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a atoning sacrifice for our sins. God invite us to love our spouse unconditionally. If we remain firm in love, the results will be seen over time. We should avoid, at all costs, being one of those people who are always expecting for their wants and needs to be satisfied first. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 29 to 30. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. We must try to avoid harsh words in our marriage. It is better to withdraw and wait a few minutes or a few hours for tempers to calm down than to allow hurtful words to come out of our mouth towards our spouse. I want to finish this message today by talking about two common phrases within marriage today. I don't feel anything anymore and... I am leaving and we are getting a divorce. That overused phrase, I no longer feel anything, is the clearest manifestation of the lack of understanding of what love is from God's perspective. For human beings, love is nothing more than a feeling. However, in God's eyes, Love is more than a fleeting emotion. It's a commitment. As we read in the book of Jeremiah, he committed to love us with everlasting love. And that's the kind of love we must give to our spouse. We must understand that when we get married, we're making a commitment the commitment to understand that as the book of Acts says, it is better to give than to receive. We must strive to be faithful to God and to our partner 
And above all, to understand that we have a responsibility to show that with God's help, marriage can be a wonderful thing. Finally, I just want to remind you of something. Divorce is a tragic affair in which there are no winners. Society tells you that marriage today is disposable, but they don't tell you that a gray cloud will hang above your head forever. I do want to clarify that there are cases where divorce is not only justified but necessary. The Bible itself makes provision for divorces for divorce in case of domestic violence, assault, and other causes. However, if your reason for leaving your spouse is simply that you don't have feelings for them anymore, I want to urge you to have hope, reach out, and seek help. God wants to help you and your marriage thrive. Remember, you and your spouse could be the inspiration that is needed in one, two, or three households. Thank you once again for listening to the Word of God by M. Remember, you can send us your comments or questions to our email, the word of God by M at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Instagram at the word of God by M. Thank you for your time, and hopefully, we'll see each other next week.